Hey everyone, Ian here. Uh, I just wanted to give you a little heads up that we did have an audio issue with Boom's mic, so she's gonna sound a little goofy throughout the whole episode, but I swear it's totally listenable, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the whole thing as we talk about Baccarat. So, here we go. Explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Synonauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And welcome to another episode of Synonauts Exploring the Criterion. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, later in this episode, we're going to discuss Catcher's Pick from last week, which is uh, Baccarat, which I'm very excited to talk about. As yeah. I don't think any of us have seen it, and none of us had really heard what it was about, right? Yeah. Nope. Nice Went and bl- going in blind. blind. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So we're going to have a good conversation there. Rather than do our typical weekly catch-up, uh, a few weeks ago... The listeners of Synonauts voted Boom as the champion of the first Flight Crew selection episode featuring holiday movies. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Uh, and as Boom's reward, uh, she assigned Catcher and I to watch Steve McQueen's film, uh, like film, short film, film uh, in a yeah. series uh, called Lover's Rock. And we're going to do a quick Criterion Edition discussion about Lover's Rock to see uh, our quick thoughts on it. Boom, it was a great pick overall. But uh, do you want to talk to us a little bit about why you chose Lover's Rock for us to to watch? Yeah, well, okay. So I know I started some drama last week about this, but I was originally going to pick Rent, which was off um, (laughs) one of our lists. And it's just like, it was just something that I love um, very dearly. And I knew that we would like never platform it otherwise. So I was like, I'm just (laughs) going to do that. And then the whole Twitter (laughs) thing happened. And I was like, okay, Ian, like literally just watch this. Clearly he's a rent head. I should have known that from jump. (laughs) So I decided to spare catcher who, who has never seen it. Spare. A movie, (laughs) a movie that two of my dearest friends love. I wouldn't be interested in watching rent. I know. I think it's more so, I mean, I'm assuming Ian's like- a, There's a big nostalgia factor yeah, to it. I think like if you're a fan of the show and you really love the show, then you're going to love the movie. But for people who haven't seen the show, like it's just, yeah. it doesn't it's, really it's, check It's pretty out. silly. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty silly. I'm, I'll, I'll leave it perfect in my mind. Like the there idea I have. <laughs> but anyways, I decided to pick Lover's Rock because I had watched it recently um, Steve McQueen is one of my favorite directors, as I've probably said millions of times. Um, and I really wanted you guys to watch it. And I know that you guys always have like a bunch of things on your list. So I didn't know how high or low it was uh, on your watch list. So I was like, you know what, I've won. And I'm just going to take this opportunity <laughs> to force you guys to watch it because I knew, well, I hoped at least that it would be kind of like an enriching and wonderful experience for you guys as it was for me. For those who are not familiar with Lover's Rock, so Lover's Rock is a film in Steve McQueen's um, Amazon Studios film series called Small Axe, which is a series of, what, five or, or six individual films varying in length um, that are basically all about the black experience. I mean, that's kind of like a very high-level way to put it. Like, every movie is starring almost an entirely all-black cast um, telling, you know, different types of stories. Uh, Lover's Rock is story speci- shorter. Well, story specifically, I think with between like the 1960s and 1980s in England, specifically dealing with like the Caribbean, uh, Caribbean um, immigrants and their life there. Yeah, yeah. This was the first one I've watched, uh, shamefully, um, but I like Boom said that there's just so much stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you you got me to watch this. So I didn't know that that it was all taking place in the same time period too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, Lover's Rock, is uh, 68 minutes, so a short running time. And the plot is is kind of like, it's a slice of life, mo- slice of life movie. It basically mm-hmm. follows around a group of friends and a, a house party, essentially. Um, and things that, you know, happen at a house party, that would happen. Yeah. Um, I, how, would you guys explain that in any other way? That's kind of like the best way to do it, right? 
Yeah, well, it's like it's kind of centers around blues parties, which happened in like the West Indian communities in the UK and also Canada and the States. Um, So if you're like of West Indian descent, chances are like your parents met at a at a blues party. You know, it's it. it, Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a very um, lovely and interesting piece of the culture. And if you watch the rest of the small act series it's a little bit more about like the conflicts and and troubles that um the west indian community faces in the uk um so i like to think of this as kind of like where like all those characters in all those movies like this is kind of like where they would go to kind of like just have get a peace of mind and like enjoy themselves like a really sacred and lovely space for the most part nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I'll wait for my turn to talk, but boom, do you want to yeah. tell, uh, the folks listening what, uh, our, our quick version of the criterion edition is going to yes. be, and you could choose catcher. I go first. Yeah. So basically we're just going to, s- or you'll each just say if you like the movie, um, yes or no, why or why not? Um, and then you'll give your criterion moment. So like your favorite part or like the most impactful part. And then just say um, if you think it should be in the Criterion or not, because I think it should be. So <laughs> I want to know how you guys feel. Uh, yeah, let's start with Ian. I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was great. It was, um, you know, it, it's like hard to call it a movie almost. It's more like just, it's like kind of like a documentary in a way, if that yeah. makes sense. Like it's filmed like a documentary. It's all handheld cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of scenes where there's basically no dialogue or like story movement forward, which I thought was really cool too. Um, yeah, it was a really, really like unique piece of film to watch. Um, I'm a fan of Steve McQueen too. Um, and I like that, you know, I think a lot of people who most recently probably watched, um, What's the heist movie he did? Widows. 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 Loved it. Uh, I Loved think if Widows. you watch this, yeah, Widows is great. I think if you watch this, you can see like the stylistic elements, but it's so different. Different. Yeah. That movie um, that I think people should watch to see like the range yeah. um, that Steve McQueen has. Um, all the leads were great. The music was obviously awesome. Um, yes. A big part of it is basically just like long music sequences um, that I thought were really cool. Um, I was texting Boom and Catcher earlier about. <laughs> So, so the term lovers rock is actually like a style of genre mu- of reggae music, like mm-hmm. a specific style of reggae music yeah. where it's more like of their, I guess their ballads, they would call lovers rock. And there is a lot of lovers tension mm. throughout yes, the film. Is. Very, very intimate. <laughs> um, but it's really well done. It, it was cool. So yeah, I was a big fan of it. Um, my criterion moment would definitely be the Kung Fu fighting sequence so cool um, right it's so cool yeah. yeah like there's a moment where they're the their dj is just playing music and then um he puts on the track kung fu fighting and most of the times when people hear that in movies or like in anything it's like always a joke because mm-hmm. it is like a pretty silly disco like martial arts song for obvious reasons uh but in this like he doesn't do it as like a parody he does it as like a at the time it was a really cool like song to play and the way like the dancing starts, like everyone kind of starts dancing and they do the little like, you know, faux martial arts moves in slow motion. And then when the like beat comes in, like they also dancing. It was really cool to watch and it was so yeah. well filmed. Uh, when I watched that, I was like, that's that was like a really sweet moment. Yeah, I yeah, think too, like so black culture and sort of like the influence of like Kung Fu films and that sort of mm-hmm. like exploitation film genre is like they're very yeah. interlinked in that time, like the 1980s. Like there's a yeah. lot of that appropriate like g- genuine appropriation of culture, like in a nice, yeah. great way where just like, oh yeah, it's so when that happened, I was like, Oh, this is, this is yeah. perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kar- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in a Bruce Lee movie. So, you know, it, it's all yeah. there. Yeah. And then, so for me, so whether or not I would think it'd be in the criterion, I want to say yes. However, I think it would have to be selected as a group. I haven't seen the other movies, so I can't give Fair. it the full yes yet. Okay. But I think if it was to be admitted, it would have to be as the small acts series. So it is a tentative yes on my end. And whenever I make them through, I will follow <laughs> up on that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, do you guys feel like more excited to watch the rest of the series oh, yeah. now? Or do you think you're going to like, I, I kind of binged the first three and then I was like, I'm going to like save the other two kind of for when I really 
am feeling it, you know, cause I'm just like yeah. Steve McQueen movies are <laughs> only come around like so every so often. And then to get five all at once, I was just like, okay, I'm going to savor it. Yeah. And if they're all the quality of this, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're all going to be great. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, catch what's was your journey. Okay. So do I like, or do I not like the film? I love the film. I, like, <laughs> I love this movie. Um, I think what's kind of interesting that hopefully we get into later is I think the film we're watching tonight and this film actually have a little bit in common in mm. that they play around with structure a little bit, but also sort of like your traditional who is the hero of the film and who is the main character, who is the protagonist. And what mm. I think is cool is like the character, the main protagonist almost of this movie is the party itself like it is about the party and what the party means and what it represents and like the energy it brings and what it provides for people and like it starts at the beginning where it's like everyone's cooking everyone's getting their the speakers brought in right it's like it's a thing everyone is involved everyone's playing their part this isn't just like we got to go down the street to the bar like this means something more to the people who are there and that just right off the bat you just feel it and all the emotions of this movie and all the like the fun and the love that you see and all the really bad shit that you see like it's Mm -hmm. it's also personal to the cult like to the culture of the people who are in this house like this is it means so much to them and to be able to like be shown that feels really i feel very thankful it's a very personal thing it almost feels like where it's like i would not have normally been allowed to participate in such an event, likely speaking, if I was in that time, you know, it's just, the, that's just the reality of the situation. So to, to know, to see how carefully it's cared for and and the love that's put into it shows how important it is. And so to kind of get a glimpse in it is like, I'm very thankful for that in a way. Um, criterion moment easily is the sequence when everyone starts singing like acapella mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of the music goes out. I was doing a little bit of research on the film, and apparently that was not scripted. It oh, really? They just wow. started singing, and the music cut, and the, they just started singing this song. Everyone knew the lyrics, and they just kept on it, and he just rightfully knew just to, okay, let's go with this. Let's explore that. Would. And it's That's just amazing. these you get the genuineness of how much everyone loves that song <laughs> because totally. it's, like, coming so naturally. Um, so, yeah, I mean yeah that was my criterion moment for sure and then does it belong in the criterion i've been like super struggling with this actually because my first reaction was kind of the same as ian's i also have not seen them and i was really thankful that ian that you forgot not forgot but you couldn't fit it in last week i was like okay maybe i'll watch more (laughs) so i can more of them so i can have a better idea because i think it makes sense that they go in as a group even though i haven't seen them yeah but at the same time if that was impossible and we're just talking about this one movie, like this movie is perfect. Like every beat is exact. What you need to Mm -hmm. tell the exact story that you're getting, all the performances are doing everything you want. All the cost, everything is working in unison. And so it's like technically just really great as well. Like technically flawless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. There is a sense of danger that always lurks throughout this whole movie. Are we just used to seeing black characters in films be in danger? And I think that's yeah. a fair assessment to make. 100%. But I, well, I we, do think in this case, it's intentional. Yeah. Because that it it gives what's happening inside that much more power. A why yeah. word is so important because it is a mm. shield. Like that, that they have that scene where he she brings her cousin in after the cops drive by, like you need that scene is about explaining what this really means. So I think it could go in on its own and it's on its own without being in the group. But I think if if this, if the rest of them are as good as I've heard, uh, I don't see why you don't put them in as, as a group, but as a Mm -hmm. film on its own, even if you have to classify as a short film, I think it's like so well, so well made. So, Okay, that was amazing. I love, <laughs> I love that movie. I loved hearing your thoughts on it. So that was. That Thank was you, awesome. though, because it was like hyper high on my list. 
And for some reason, I thought it was like an American exclusive. So in my mm. mind, I was like, I got to figure out how I get around this to watch it. And then I looked it up one day <laughs> and it was like all in there. And I was like, oh, dummy. so yeah, I, I can't wait to watch the rest. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So nice. Thank you. Sweet. Okay. We did it. First yeah. flight crew. Success. We yeah. landed it. We landed it. We did it. Everyone's alive. Mission Ships complete. Made <laughs> it happen. Um, well, thank you, Boom. Once again, that was Lover's Rock. Uh, but now, Catcher, let's get to our main discussion for the episode on Baccarat. Yeah. So, Catcher, where are you taking us? Okay, so everyone, you know what to do. Get in your time machines. Okay, strap in. Okay, so... For this film, we are going to go back to 2009, but truthfully, we could really go back and visit the Vietnam War or hang out during the invasion of the Americas or explore British colonialism for a bit or even check in with Genghis Khan, see what sort of stuff he got up to. You know, we could go back to the 1970s and 80s and explore genre masters like America's John Carpenter and Brazil's Jose Mojica Marines, who both were cited as huge influences on this film by the directors. But we will go back to 2009, where Kleber Mendoza Filo and Giuliano Dornelis were both inspired, after you know working a few years together, were inspired to create something that elevated Brazilian cinema. And they really wanted to focus on people who lived in rural, secluded areas, often presented as simple and unintelligent in films a lot of times. They wanted to make a film that explored their love of great genre films of the past and bring those kinds of films back into Brazilian filmmaking. Um, Back in February of 2020, right before the pandemic, uh, Film at Lincoln Center actually screened a collection of films handpicked by the directors called Mapping Baccarat. And they just showed a dozen or so films ranging from like 70s exploitation films, Brazilian classics, spaghetti westerns like Sergio Leone's Duck, You Sucker, and John Carpenter's Starman, uh, as well as the horror classic Wicker Man. That's all basically uh, to say that clearly the film um, has a lot of influences and a lot of layers. Uh, it's quite a dense cake. So my question, I guess, to you guys is, did you like the cake? <laughs> did you, Was it all that you wanted? Do you like how it tasted? Did you wish they used chocolate instead of red velvet? Or maybe you would have preferred a fruit flan or tiramisu or something? Like, what did you think? How did, how did the film come off to you? What did it taste like? What do you think? I think they could have just like flung the vanilla cake right out of this whole thing. <laughs> if you're picking up what I'm putting I, down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I, I don't know. I was really into it at first. I thought it was like very atmospheric. You immediately get this sense of like the community. I enjoyed the Western style like flourishes, like the rest Western film style flourishes here and mm-hmm. there that mm-hmm. kind of indicate something will like eventually happen. Um, I like that it keeps you on your toes and I appreciate the genre bending, but unfortunately once the hunters got introduced, it kind of fell apart for me um, until the end, actually, if I'm honest, but yeah, I don't know, everything sweet. like for the first part just felt really tight um, up until that part. And then it just kind of falls victim to like weird choices and like bad acting and, and flawed editing. But then there's just so much of it. That's so, so good. Um, so <laughs> Ian, I'm yeah, like say- it's a mix, it's a mixed bag. So I'm excited to like get into it, but. You know, I'll just, I'll describe what the film actually is about like a synopsis, but just, if you want to quickly give like your feeling on the cake and then I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to break it down for everybody else who's listening. Yeah. I thought I, I liked like 80% of the movie. I thought 80% of it was really cool. I thought the first half was great. I agree with boom. Um, that I think once like the military guys showed yeah. up, it fell off a little bit for, but for me it was only like 20 minutes. 
And yeah. like, I get what, and like, well, I think we can talk a little bit more about what I think those guys were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that, I thought the ending was really, really fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Overall, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, but again, there was like 20 minutes there where I was like, eh, like, where's this going? Okay. Yeah. But we can nitpick a little more. Um, but yeah, Catcher, why don't you give a synopsis? <laughs> I'll try, try my best. Um, basically, uh, the film takes place in uh, a fictional northeastern Brazilian town of Bacurau. And it's basically a small village, rural village, that is slowly being erased off the planet in one, either literally in some cases or figuratively in others. But they're slowly being removed from a world that they maybe not necessarily are a big fan of to begin with. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're slowly becoming erased and it's their fight for their own lives in so mm-hmm. many ways. Um, so yeah, that's that I don't want to yeah, like, I think that's like the simplest way you could explain it. And there's some sci-fi yeah. stuff. There's some Western elements in there. Um, yeah. At some points we're introduced to some hunters who they're hunting are humans. Um, so yeah, that, I don't know. Let's just jump into the, the, the hunters conversation now. Yeah. So they were obviously like very over the top, and I think like a lot of it, like, you know, it is a Brazilian film. And so I think a lot of the dialogue choices and the acting choices are like intentional jabs at Americans obsession with like guns or violence or right. war, like a commentary on war. Like there's a comment. I, there's something I wrote down. Oh, uh, someone said, you know, friends, we in Brazil, we don't shoot our friends. You know, there's like a comment like that. And then all these, you know, um, you know, all the Americans are just so over the top, like, God, like I need a kill count. So yeah. it was like silly for me. But to me, I saw it as like this director is just like shitting on American gun culture and its obsession yeah. with like dominance over people. So I gave it a pass. But that was my overall <laughs> thought on it. What, what were your thoughts on that? I think at first, when I first finished the movie, I think I was in the same boat as you are, Ian, in terms of. I think I I really enjoyed the characters in the town. The beginning of the mm-hmm. film comes in and like everything about the town is awesome. Like all the characters are interesting. They're all doing fun stuff. They have a guy who's just playing guitar, who's like yeah, constantly providing so cool. background music for everyone's lives. Um, they're maybe doing drugs. I don't know. Yeah, um, they're taking psychotropic drugs. Yeah, something's going on. Um, and then, yeah, I do think it does stumble a bit when that part happens, when you're introduced to these hunters who have been, who are basically like been allowed to come into the area and they're going to basically mm-hmm. take, take this town over. Unbeknownst well, paid to the by town. the mayor. Correct. Yeah. To take it over. Right. Um, and it was kind of, I was like, okay, this is a little bit heavy handed. Like I get it. Americans, like, like you said, gun culture and all that stuff. But I think the more that I've looked into the movie and like listened to the director speak about it um, just becomes a little bit more nuanced than that. And I think that they're not, it's not just an attack on America, but it's Mm. an attack Mm. on the idea of colonialism, colonialism in general. Um, I was listening to some one interesting thing and they were talking about like, okay, maybe they are Americans coming in to kill, but isn't it interesting that historically in films like this, those people would be rich. It's usually about how the rich are taking them on. But the idea that a lot of them are not rich, that they're just like an HR guy uh, at a like at a uh, supermarket or something, you know, like one guy's just an IT guy or something, you know, they all have these like low level jobs. Right. That mm-hmm. The idea is it's more than just like wealth inequality, but there's a little bit something more nuanced there. And, and I just think that kind of stuff is more layered in to the film. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just found that really interesting. Like, I, I think it has a lot to say and it says it well, but you're can only take in so much at one time. Yeah, I think that when I watched this, I was invested and, you know, very interested in it and interested in what was happening. And when it was over, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I I think that I had a good idea of kind of like the basic plot and what had happened and why it had happened. But then once I kind of like went and did some like proper research about kind of 
the directors and writer, like their intentions and like what they were trying to say with this film and like how, like how intense of like an allegory it is um, kind of for the current or sorry, kind of for like Brazil, like Brazil's history and kind of like present that to me gave it a lot more power um, like as an afterthought than it did while I was actually watching it. So I think I would be excited to kind of like go back and watch it again because overall, like I said, I like this movie, but then knowing everything that I know, know now. So kind of like learning about the president of Brazil and learning that he's like letting people into these indigenous communities, like letting these corporations into these indigenous communities to kind of like take over the land and to do um, lodging and mining and things like that. And kind of like how these communities have resisted over the years. Learning about that gave this film a lot of power for me. Mm. Um, And I understand why people, especially Brazilian people, love it so much. You know, the way how at the end they find out it was the the mayor was not only like cutting off their water, but he was also like hiring these people to basically like eliminate this this town. I thought it was... I thought, you know, I think that definitely speaks to that. Something I really liked about the movie is, and I think this could like rub people the wrong way, is like all the unanswered questions. Mm. Like there are a lot of things that just like are completely, they're just like spoken about once. And then that's like kind of, that's kind of it. Like right when the film starts, there's like a funeral who seems to be like the, the leader of the town. She passes away and then the doctor character uh, Domingas, I think it was her name. Mm-hmm. She's yelling about how she was a witch and like all these sorts of thing. And they don't really bring that up again. Um, they refer to this like mythical bird that is around at hunts at night. And at one point they show like a skeleton of like these big fangs, like in the ground. Yeah. Um, they do things like that. I mean, the things like the museum I thought was pretty interesting, like the photos on the museum. I mean, there's always like little things that are like, I mean, even the underground like chamber that they have like built and ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they have like an obsession with death on their totally. own, like these videos they're watching. Like, everything about it I thought was really cool that there was like close to no explanation about this like town yes. and this world that they're in. Um, what what did you guys think about that? I thought that was really cool. The ending part where Carmelita, like the matriarch, shows up when the yes. German yeah. guy's there, I was like, what? <laughs> but then I was like, yes. <laughs> in like great sci-fi like that's what's kind of cool about this movie it has like it combines a bunch of things um Mm -hmm. and what what it really takes from sci-fi is like really smart world world building where it doesn't give you everything or it doesn't give you a lot of stuff but it gives you just enough to just like create this this world that just feels lived in and yeah and and the way that it slowly reveals itself little bit by bit is cool yeah and something i i actually I took a note on is that I really liked that they didn't have like a synopsis at the beginning. Like a lot of sci-fi movies, they'll like give you a quick, whether it's just a text overlay that says like, you know, the year is it, this one just said like a few years in the future, a few years, but a, right. A few years for a few years from now or something. Yeah. But like a lot of sci-fi movies would say like, you know, since the fall of the Brazilian government, mm-hmm. like this and this happened. I like that. They kind of just like throw you in there totally. and don't give you like the typical sci-fi like intro that I think you see yeah. in a lot of movies, you know? I agree with you. Um, I thought there could have been like a little bit more, they could have given the audience a little bit more in terms of like some of the like sci-fi elements though, like the mm. drones, they kind of looked <laughs> look like shit. They look like the little CGI UFOs. Was so bad. That's yeah. the thing. It, was... it kind of like, but I think that's more of like, they're having fun with you. Like, okay, yeah, this is a bit of sci-fi. It's not really a sci-fi movie. I think they just, like, hint at sci-fi so they can get away with a lot of the violence that they have in the movie. (laughs) And, like, I think they use that as a way to get out of certain things. But the when that spaceship first shows up, I started giggling. I just started giggling. I was like, what is this? This is hilarious. I kind of just assumed because I was like, clearly the guy was a farmer. So I was just like, okay, like, is this just some – because I know farmers use drones – sometimes right. and I was like oh is right. this just some like weird like futuristic kind of it's, like farming just looked, drone but then they it, don't but then like the military or militia whatever 
a few, like later on, like those drones could have been like successful in helping them not get absolutely (laughs) like nailed by the townspeople, but then they're just like nowhere to be found. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Actually, That's so funny. Yeah, the 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 sci-fi for me, like, I, I mean, I I really liked the western aspects of it. yeah. Like, I pref- I prefer the western. I like the western aspects a lot of it. I think yeah. there are a lot of very cool like elements to that. Um, and I wish they just stuck with that because yeah, the sci-fi things where there's like you know, I'm assuming they had a tiny budget for this film. Mm-hmm. It was not used correctly. I think <laughs> some of the sci-fi things like the drone looked awful. The little like drone camera view looked like a joke also. <laughs> and like the little like sci-fi, like futuristic, yeah. like hideout they had, like it all just like looked goofy oh, to me. So I would have preferred if it was just like more rooted in like not reality, but like present day. Right. Yeah. And then just had like those little like mysterious aspects going throughout it but yeah i, I thought oh, all the stuff was like oh this is like kind of, this is a little bit goofy for me weird. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, when that one scene when with like the german guy and then the the other guy who like decides he's gonna get a conscience and he's like oh my god you guys are nazis i'm like did are you not fucking here killing brazilian people though like i know what I know. bro <laughs> and then the other guy starts yelling at him. I can't even remember what he says, but it's so over the top. He's like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, Terry, what is your phone yeah. number? Like, I don't know. Like that wasn't what it was, but it was just, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was. <laughs> so the acting was not, not ideal from the, like from specifically the from acting? like the militia. Yeah, like, exactly. The militia stuff is all cheesy and like, yeah, over the top. Like when they they have their first kill and then she's like have sex with me and then you're like yeah, I, okay I guess giving the finger to the drone yeah 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 they're like you're on camera she's like I don't care I'm having sex yeah. you're like okay like you need to chill but then yeah. also you it's like so opposite to what you get at the beginning of the movie where you mm-hmm. get this such this like beautiful uh, yes. village and the society. And they're all mm-hmm. working together. This is all a team effort. This is everyone's everyone's got a task. Everyone's got a job. Everyone's doing something. Um, and I the I love how they band together and they're fighting against Tony Absolutely. Jr., this politician who shows up. <laughs> it's time, it's you know, it's re-election time. He's been yeah. keeping water from the city. They have been having to travel miles away to get water. Um, and they he shows up with food. And medication, and, and it turns out the food is all expired, yeah. and the medication is all this like sketchy, government controlling your emotion pill stuff that right. they're trying to ha- hand oh, out yeah. to everyone. But then at the same There's... time, sorry, no, no, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say like when with like the drug thing when she's just kind of like talking about it and she's like this you know, is like highly addictive and like, blah, mm-hmm. like this is what this is. And I just like, there's just so much like good, like true, you know, kind of like fuck the system stuff going on here that like, I, I really did vibe, really did yeah. vibe with. Boom's talking about this woman, Dominguez, who, who basically is like the new Matri- matriarch of this of this town at the beginning there's a funeral for like the oldest woman she dies and her friend basically becomes the oldest woman in the town and she's taking care of everyone she's a doctor and mm-hmm. she they basically show all the, the community this food and this medication that's all there and what's really cool about this scene is they explain what the food is they explain why it's been brought here they explain the condition of the medication mm-hmm. all this stuff but then they still give the community the, the freedom to choose if they want to indulge in this food, indulge in this medication. Like, I love this idea of the community as a whole, but the individual has their freedoms. And I sort of just like yes. the ideas that the filmmakers are playing with throughout the movie of like yeah. trying to give an idea of what they think a society like this might need to exist or what what a healthy way of living is and this sort of communal living experience. I just yeah. think it's really fascinating. Like they're just constantly throwing and layering different ideas and points of views and philosophies and bashing mm-hmm. them together. And sort of you, the film is the what happens when you 
bash all these different ideas together. And it's up to you to sort of like figure out how you feel about those things, I think. Let's talk a little bit about the townspeople because I do think the townspeople are awesome. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of really, really great acting specifically from, I think it's Teresa and Pacote, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they're sort of the two main like younger people in the town. Um, I, I think there's a lot of like strong performances there, even when there's like a lot of it's kind of just like giving their vocalist emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the strongest moment for them in particular is when the, the uh, disguised bike riders, the hunters disguised as like biking tourists show up to the town. A, I thought that whole scene was awesome. I thought that was really cool. It was very tense. It felt like a true Western in that moment. Um, like you just kind of felt like something awful was going to happen. Two unknowns um, like ride into town. And yeah, so yeah. Everyone's sketching them out. And everyone's like looking through the windows and seeing them. Right, and like they block, you know, you find they block their cell phone signal. But then, you know, I think there's a lot of really cool little pieces throughout the film that shows like, um, you know, we've been bashing on like the goofiness, but I think that the, the townspeople are, are all, you know, very strong. Shout out to the DJ Khaled guy whose main oh job is God, to be yes. the city's hype man. Yeah. <laughs> like the city has a hype man and a guitar player. Like it's yeah. so, it's so cool. <laughs> I just want to live there. I really loved like the sense of community it gave and they really did a good job of setting that up. And I like how like there's a few people who kind of like obviously stand out a little bit more than the others. But I think that there's just certain people in the who are a part of the town who are on screen for like five seconds, but you like understand like what their role is and like you know, how they contribute and, and like everybody just has so much purpose and, and it's really great. Let's talk a little bit about the finale sequence. So, uh, these hunters ended up killing a kid, which is a little gnarly, um, killing some more townsfolk and the, and, uh, Pacote goes to retrieve his, an ex towns guy. So he used to live in Baccarat, but then he moved out apparently named Lunga who has an amazing amount of steez and style. The greatest mullet in the history of cinema, I think maybe. (laughs) And then the town uh, comes back and fights them. And we get a pretty sweet, like Tarantino esque series of violence uh, for the last like 20 minutes or so. That kind of almost ends in like um, Tara was like, she actually said, I feel like I'm watching midsummer, like at the end, like almost like a cult sort of. And so I'm surprised that I, I was a, not surprised, but it was cool to catch it when you said that um, for that whatever film festival they showed uh, The Wicker Man because there's definitely like, you know, sort of uh, like cult sort of vibes at the end of the film too. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. I, I really loved the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think I really, like, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I kind of always, it, it sort of felt, and this is, again, only on one viewing, but it just it felt like it was supposed to be so much more of a shootout. Like Mm -hmm. it it feels like it's ramping up to be such a huge gunfight and it sort of ends like really sloppily. Like the German guy ends up taking out two of his own men and then another two guys are taken out by one person, you know, and it's sort of like, Oh, it's building, building, building. And then it's sort of like all fizzles out, but all the action is gory as hell. That one guy's, whole front of his face gets blown off with a shotgun like that one girl's bleeding out like it's 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 quite graphic and quite intense and that part of it was like really exciting i was like whoa okay we're going here um yeah but it just sort at the same time was like not the kind of like what you would might expect from like okay we're going into the village kind of shootout so that Mm -hmm. was kind of cool it's sort of the film is always kind of playing with your expectation of like what how something is going to play out Mm mm-hmm uh, Ketcha, you, you hinted something earlier when we were talking about Lovers Rock, like who is the main character. Did you have thoughts about that in terms of Baccarat? No, I, th- I think it's the town. Like uh, to yeah. me, that's yeah. sort of what I saw as the agreement was like, it's it's how all the town works together. Like they are one unit, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it is the town. It's another chapter in the town. Boom, hinted at it excellently throughout. Like they are constantly they have dealt with a history of having to defend themselves. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it is the town mentality. Everyone is part of it. One per- they're like Voltron, you know, 
yeah. everyone. They got the <laughs> arms and the leg and the, and the head and stuff. So, yeah. I was excited to hear that they modeled um, some of, like, the background ideology behind, like, the town and the village and, and the people behind, um, I'm going to try to say this, Quilombos uh, camps back in the day. And those are basically maroons, like, so African slaves that escaped slavery and then went to kind of like build these communities and take care of each other and defend themselves. Um, And then they took that idea and then thought about like kind of community and resilience in modern times, which is why you have like so many different characters, right? Like you have, like there's a trans woman, like who's, who's on the lookout. Um, Mm -hmm. Lunga is like is like gender queer and pansexual and badass. And you have like really strong female characters and, you know, you have like different races and, and different like varieties of um, like skin tones and stuff, which was really cool. I found mm-hmm. that to be very powerful. And I recently found out that I have like on, on my Jamaican side, I have maroon in my lineage, which is like mm, cool. something I think about all the time. Um, when I'm like in line at Starbucks and it's like taking too long or something. And I'm just like, (laughs) my ancestors like literally fled slavery (laughs) and lived into the map, like and moved into the mountains and started from nothing, you know, so I could be here. You can wait, you can wait a few extra minutes. Exactly. Or even if I'm like having a bad, (laughs) having a bad day or something, I'm just like, okay, they did all that. Like I can get out of bed, you know? Hell yeah. And, but, and I feel like that energy is really, really brought to this. And I really, really appreciate that about this movie. So were there any other things you guys want to talk about? It was so colorful and beautiful, which I loved. Um, some of, some of like the landscape shots made me miss travel so much. And I'm so sick of Toronto and COVID. (laughs) Um, also did you, can you guys maybe explain something to me? There was like that weird scene where they were just showing like security footage of people being shot in like, do you know what that was? I kind of like went over my head. Yeah. He's sort of like a reformed gunman gun for hire or something. So he, he's coming back to the town. He's left the town for a while and he's now coming back to like lay low, I guess. And he's become popular in brazil on on these like tmz style lists of like yeah yeah and i think they were watching those videos like to get pumped up or something before (laughs) before the evening something like that also i liked all those like quick shots that would happen that would just kind of like give you pieces of information like the wind sweep and then it would just like zoom in on like like the guy's like shirt like flies up and you see that he's like got a gun on him just like little flourishes around like scattered around that like really were great yeah i really enjoyed the cinematography actually of the movie like i I, it's not like fantastical but i like i just think it does so many nice little things catch your last words before we go on to our categories yeah i just think it was interesting boom you said before um like you'd watch the film and you sort of liked it and then once you learn so much more about it and i I think i had the same feelings and i just wonder like i do sometimes question like I wish I could watch movies like two, three times before we talked about them on the show because sometimes a lot of these movies require that much viewing. And so I think mm-hmm. sometimes research can help alleviate that stress of having to talk about a movie only after seeing it once. But I wonder, mm. in some cases, I think a film will give you all of that and you it requires you to sort of sit through and watch it a few times and it'll give it to you. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's not there and that's a bad movie. You know, like it, it's just because you didn't catch it didn't mean it's not yeah. there. But sometimes films just don't have that at all. And they're missing a lot. And I wonder yeah. both of you, if either of you felt like this film has what you need and maybe you didn't catch it. Or if you feel like it just didn't give enough of what you needed I'm in certain s- points. I'm going to say that, like, it didn't necessarily give me enough of what I needed. Like, I think at the end of it, I kind of was just like, this was cool, but like likely forgettable. But I do appreciate kind of like in researching and in doing that, all that stuff, like the 
journey that I kind of went on with it. So I appreciate that. And therefore I think it's effective because when you listen to the directors talking and like what their mission is and how they really believe in film is like protest and, and stuff. Like I think I got a lot out of this experience because I've learned in the past like four days, so much about the Brazilian government, so much about like colonialism in Brazil and like their history of war and violence. And, and so that was a, that part of it for me was effective. The movie itself, still not the biggest fan of it. I'm excited to watch um, some of their other stuff. I'm excited to see whatever they do moving forward. They've definitely piqued my interest in that. And I'll just, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I seem to have liked it more than you two. I thought I, I enjoyed it a lot. I would recommend it to people yeah. who um, want to watch like a pretty weird movie. Um, <laughs> I do. I do agree. It, it They probably could have taken one genre out of the mix maybe. And I think they could have maybe Ooh. just kept the like hunters. Like we didn't, I don't think I really cared about their backstory at all. Like it, yeah. it could have been enough if like we didn't have, we just had the hunters showing up. And then at the end, the reveal that the mayor was like paying them. I think that would have been like way more effective yeah. versus yeah. like, cause I don't really care about any of their backstories at all. Yeah. Like that was not interesting to me. And it was, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that was my, that was my main critique of it. I like it even with that stuff in honestly, like yeah. I'm like a really big fan of this. I think it's really cool. I think all the sci-fi elements are super needed in terms of what the film allows you to do when you start playing in this, mad maxian sort of idea of the mm. future it like really gives you them the opportunity to just like sort of stretch reality a bit more um i don't think you get all that excess gore without diving into that sort of genre style of filmmaking mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the the western stuff works so well the music is so cool um mm-hmm. just the way it builds on everything and and then on top of that boom exactly what you said in terms of getting you to go out and learn so much more about it and the more I learned about it, the more I realized everything you need is in the movie. Like there's so much of it that is hinted at that you don't think they bring back again, but they really, I, I think it's, it, there's a lot in there. Um, yeah. I think this is a movie that you'd have to, like, I would be a joy to watch like two or three more times, like, and have such a blast with it. All right. So that was Baccarat. Um, Let's get into our categories. Uh, so first off, let's do our criterion moments. Um, Kat, you want to go first? The scene, there's a scene where, so we have the, the, the two mysterious bike riders come in and they go into town and they go to like this bar, little sandwich shop and, uh, they're chatting it up and they go in there to like put this signal, like a, like phone signal, uh, what's it called? Like it dampens the signal so they can't get any self-service out in the town. Um, and it's all a setup. Yeah. And as they're going in, they're chatting with this waitress lady and they're trying to get some information, just shooting the shit and asking about the town. And they ask offhandedly, um, you know, what what are the people in Baccarat called? Like, are, are they Baccaronians or like, what are they? And almost instantly, there's a little kid who's hanging out there mm-hmm. and he turns to them and he says, they're called people. Yeah. And he, it, it's such a smart comment. It's such a... Uh, a great commentary on like what this movie is about. It is about human beings and the, yeah, it's about human beings and what this community means to them and and what this community could mean if everyone lived in the, in this kind of way and respected human beings and human life in the way that this town does. And it's, it's just such a perfect little moment about that sort of to me encapsulates everything about this movie. And just like, it's so cute. Boom. What about you? Uh, the early sequence where Teresa arrives in Baccarat, um, all the way to the funeral scene, like Carmelita's funeral. Cause yeah, when they would like pass along mm-hmm. the suitcase yeah, yeah. and, and you see, she's like brought meds to, um, and then there's like the man playing the guitar while like they view the body of Carmelita. Um, and then they like carry her coffin to be buried. And I just thought that was all really amazing um, it was shot so beautifully. It was so colorful and it really sets up how like this community works and how they would easily be able to protect each other and themselves. So I loved, yeah, I really loved that opening sequence. What's yours? What was your moment? 
I spoke about it earlier also was with the sequence when the unknown travelers show up through the town. I just thought that the whole thing was like mm-hmm. Western perfection to me. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, very tense. It was shot well. Um, that that bit Ketch was talking about and then where they're sort of like pressuring them to leave the town. That whole thing was awesome. Um, if they had kept that tone throughout the whole thing, I would have loved it. Um, but since Ketcher brought up a line of dialogue, I also want to shout out at the end when they have um, they have uh, the, the <laughs> head hunter, they've captured him. And one of the people goes, we've taken a psychotropic drug and you were going to die. I really love that line. I thought that was super funny. And uh, that was hilarious. And very yes. So let's do our satellite picks now. So satellite picks are once again, where we pick another piece of content that someone could enjoy along with this movie. Um, I'll go first on this. So I'm actually like slowly, like really getting into Brazilian movies. Um, I've seen a couple this year and I have liked basically all of them a lot. Of course, this is me like cherry picking the best ones in Brazilian cinema. Um, City of God is an obvious one. Um, If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch that. But uh, this movie I watched called The Second Mother is incredible. Um, It's like one of my favorite movies I had seen last year, if not my favorite movie I had seen last year that was not released in 2020. Um, it's just a story about a live-in nanny for a upper-class family in Brazil. Um, and it's just like about her life. And it is like so, so good. Like a really, really amazing, amazing movie. I would recommend anyone watch it, whether or not you like Baccarat, nice. uh, you will enjoy it. Yeah, so I would put The Second Mother on, honestly, one of my like, favorite 10 definitely 20 maybe 10 like movies i had never seen before um like in the last couple years it was it was so so good um definitely like high praise for that movie so if you want to get brazilian cinema check out the adding to list yeah no kidding same here boom oh okay so i kind of struggled with preparing for this even though there's i feel like there's lots to choose from I originally thought maybe like Cabin in the Woods, but then Ooh. I was just like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like it, I see what you're going I, with that. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I ultimately decided to pick Dolomite. Oh, nice. <laughs> which, which is like a 1975 black exploitation movie. Um, I never got super into black exploitation except for maybe like coffee and then this. Oh my God. And Shaft. Excuse me. I love Shaft. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about a pimp who is wrongfully jailed and then aims to take down the cops and criminals who framed him. Um, and he does this with an army of female karate goddesses, which I think we were okay. kind of talking about earlier. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's a lot more ridiculous and comical than Baccarat, um, but it does give me like a similar fight for what's right um, and also like kind of like grindhouse vibes. Um, and yeah, and the story of how it got made reminds me of how background got made because Rudy Ray Moore made something specifically for black people that he personally wanted to see more of, just like Mendoza and Dornelis wanted to see more like genre in, in Brazilian films. So yeah, Dol- Dolomite. Amazing. Nice. That's a great pick. Catcher. What are you? Okay. So normally I'm like, oh, I have like five things to pick from and I don't even know what to pick and this week i have one movie and it's a movie that has already been brought up on this podcast before uh the only movie the movie i thought of instantly when i was like hey what could i pair with this was attack the block Mm. like just this idea of we're the team oh yeah we're here and and we're responsible to take care of our own shit and we're going to take care of it and we're going to defend it no matter what yeah um but boom, like said it maybe only like last week or two weeks ago. So Better. kind of weak on my part, but um, <laughs> no, yeah. it slaps. I think it's such a good movie, and um, I just that's the first thing I thought of. Nice. Okay, attack. We yeah. might end up having to do an attack the block episode now. I know. Maybe. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, might, might have to queue that up. So let's go to uh, some of our listener emails and voicemails. Thanks for people who sent them in. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail or an email, you can shoot one over to synodotspod at gmail.com. Shoot us a message on IG. This first one is from our old pal Slim at 70 millimeter. Uh, first time, long time. I wanted to reach out about this app. I finally watched Baccarat last week, completely unrelated to the episode being announced. It was on my watch list for ages since it was constantly on the letterboxed 
best film of the year lists. Unfortunately, I thought this movie was a drag. Film. <laughs> uh, every white actor was absolutely drizzling shits. Felt like they used one take and called it a day. The entire storyline felt like a cliche American culture, which normally would be fine, but it felt half-assed. Didn't vibe with this at all, but maybe it wasn't for me anyhow. Didn't even want to finish it, but I'll finish oh, this in as not sad. Tell you what, XO. Thank you, Slim. Oh, I feel that. Once that, again, Slim and energy. Boom. I think you guys are conspiring against the rest of us. That's my suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was a drag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is... Uh, this is from Mikey P. Synonauts, Mikey P here. Just got finished watching this movie. <laughs> Looking forward to everybody's pronunciation attempts. <laughs> Much to catch a chagrin. It takes me a couple of days to finish a movie uh, because of my lifestyle. But it worked in this movie because you kind of watch a scene and got to sit with it. And the next time I flipped it on, it was like going in a direction I had no idea. And it definitely kept me on my toes. Um, probably would have cut a lot of the stuff in like the barracks with the crazy people mm -hmm. um, <laughs> once you figured out what they were doing. It could have been a tighter edit, but I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. Definitely had me hooked. Was there enough for a second movie? Do you guys want to see that? A sequel? Mm. And, <laughs> um, you know, if I was going to pair this movie, I got a lot of lost vibes from it. A beautiful place mm. where mysterious things were happening. Oh. That's what I kept thinking of. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Nice, nice. Thank you very much, Mikey P. That's interesting. I was watching, I was listening to a podcast of, uh, about Bakudao, and they were, one of the guys had just finished doing like a lost read through, like watch through during the pandemic. And he said the same thing. That was the thing that he thought gave him a lot of vibes, was like lost vibes. I was like, that's interesting. Okay. Like a weird place where weird stuff keeps happening, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I think that's perfect. Do you guys want to see a Baccarat sequel? I'd be interested. I'm curious to see, because like in my head, like the city, because whether or not the mayor was lying, he was like, these are important people. You know, um, a mayor is missing somewhere. So I wonder, like, there could be a story about them having to fight off a greater army, which I would be totally down for. Um, okay. Yeah, that would, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be okay with it. You should pitch it, Ian. That actually sounds cool. Because when, like, I think of a sequel, I immediately just thought of, like, you know, movies like like The Purge or whatever that just kind of, like, get, like, just keep going and Same going thing. and right. just, like, never stop. I was thinking that. But, like, what you said is actually kind of clever. Yeah. And I would be interested in like, that. Like, you could pick so. up right, like, a day after and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're come, They're looking for, <laughs> they're looking for the mayor. <laughs> That van pulls up with a water bottle on the seats, and they're yeah. like, hey, have you seen the mayor? Where's that guy? Oh, my gosh. No, what they do to the mayor and then the German guy is, like, made me want to die. Like, just thinking of having to, like, personally go through something like that, like being sent away on a donkey or whatever. like Into the desert. Into the desert or being, like, buried in an underground chamber alive. Oh, my God. God, I yeah. like, I almost died, literally, like physically just stopped living <laughs> while I was watching that. Definitely nightmare fuel. Yeah. Nightmare fuel. Thank you much. Thank you very much, Mikey. Thanks, Mikey. Thanks, Mikey P. Um, yeah. All right. So that has been Baccarat. That was fun. Catcher wanted a controversial movie to discuss, and he got it. I think. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Hold on. All right. What do you got, Ian? All right. So this is my selection. I'm very excited about this. This was on my early list of things I wanted to cover on this podcast. I'm going to take us back to the early days of hip hop and celebrate three MCs and a DJ, the Beastie Boys, yes. oh my uh, <laughs> to discuss the 100th entry to the Criterion Collection, which is the Beastie Boys video anthology. Yes. So uh, the anthology is 18 music videos. So I'm thinking we watch all the music videos and then next week we can all rank our top five favorite videos and sort of like discuss them. 
Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is I, I have the physical version of this and it has a bunch of cool extra stuff. Um, but, oh. you know, it has all the hits. Awesome. Uh, it has Intergalactic, uh, Sure Shot, Body Moving, Sabotage, obviously, um, 3M Season 1, DJ, a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm actually, I haven't watched all of the music videos. So I'm excited to get into this uh, and discuss uh, discuss this. It'll be our first sort of style of, of discussion like this. So, yeah. I like I like this because the one thing I was really excited about when we decided to do the show was the cha- the Criterion Channel has such interesting programming where they and the and the Criterion Collection mm-hmm. has so many weird things like this where it's like yeah. a whole <laughs> collection of just a band's music videos or there's like one that just covers the Olympics for like a bunch of years you know like stuff like that where it's like so strange so this is ex- <laughs> this is I'm cool pick like, that one. Please, uh, it's on mine. So one of us is going to pick it. If it's not you, it's going to be me. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to play with the format of it. So that's yeah, fun. that's so cool. I'm so excited. I love Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, and for folks who are listening, I'm sure I haven't double checked, but I'm sure like all these videos are available on YouTube or elsewhere. So feel free to watch along. Uh, I'll post the full list of videos that are featured. Um, up on our Instagram so everyone can watch along with us and be ready to discuss next week. But in the meantime, uh, I guess that's it, right? This was a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun episode, and this is the last episode we will ever record during Trump administration. administration. Yeah. Oh, Thank God. yeah. Ciao, bye. <laughs> yeah. We, we will get to sell. <laughs> Congratulations, America. <laughs> we'll get to celebrate uh, <laughs> with the beautiful music of the Beastie Boys next week. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Yay. See y'all next week. Bye.